Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And we have a super special guest joining us today. We changed his name just for sake of the Uh-oh. podcast to Matt. No, <laughs> I'm <right>. just kidding. <laughs> Matt, welcome. Matt Thank you. and Matt. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yes, the Matt, Matt, and Allie show. This might become a regular edition. <laughs> All right. <Uh-oh. laughs> well, Matt, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what brings you to our podcast today? Cool. So um, so my name is Matt Whelan, and I, I'm a professor here at Miami University and a, a runner. I started running about 10 years ago. And um, through my running, have encountered several injuries, as many okay. runners do, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, and so, I had been running, doing really well. Felt like I was getting stronger. I'm doing a lot of hill work, and um, went to play golf with my son, and was pushing a golf cart up a hill, and um, I could feel like a burning sensation in my Achilles. Oh no! Oh, no. Yes. So. Um, so at that point I was up to probably about 25 miles a week, maybe. Wow. Um, yeah, doing pretty good. I felt, was feeling great, but then, then that happened. And so, um, and so that left me kind of hobbling a little bit. Um, and so I let it kind of, I would just ran sporadically for the next couple weeks and, um, hoping that it would just kind of heal up and it never really did. Um, and so then I decided to stop running for a while to try to let it heal up and Uh still didn't heal up we went on vacation and like eight weeks later i wasn't on vacation for eight weeks although that would be nice um, <laughs> um that's called sabbatical right? yeah that would be called sabbatical <laughs> um uh yeah I, I decided to uh to go see oxford physical therapy because i knew um uh, before i'd been here once before for a knee injury and yeah. and they did a great job with just giving me some exercises to help strengthen the muscles all around the knee yeah and um and so i figured that would be my best option. I knew that there was something that they would, they would give me some exercises and, and yeah. get me healed up. And so, um, so I came here and they, um, identified it not as an Achilles problem, but actually as a calf problem or a calf issue. Yeah. And so, um, and so we started, I had three appointments that I went through, um, and each appointment they would start, you know, warming it up and uh, then doing some exercises to strengthen it. And mm-hmm. I think, at the end then we would always do a kind of a deep muscle massage and use some dry needling that would also kind yeah. of help um just agitate it i guess or yeah. or make it better and and it went fantastic so matt's talking with us and we're in our oxford center of oxford That's physical right. therapy and i think this is the first for us in this podcast is it hmm Trying to remember, but yeah, I think you're right, Allie. Maybe first at this physical location. I yeah. think we've had some other episodes about or around it, but maybe first physically here even though it was the first office. That's kind of right. unique. We saved the first for last. <laughs> Is this our last episode? Are you just <laughs> right. dropping a bomb on me right here? So you were a professor before you were a runner. Yes. So what are you a professor of? Yes, I'm a professor of accounting. Okay. So awesome. Yep. So take us back to when you first decided you wanted to get into running, because we have a lot of listeners that yes. are runners, but maybe not as accomplished as you, and we're going to get into some of yeah. your awesome accomplishments. Yeah. But um, how did it start for you? Great question. And so it started uh, in 2012. My family, we 
actually lived in Georgia, in okay. Athens, because I was at the University of Georgia. Nice. And we moved up to Indianapolis to okay. uh, be a part of the Kelly School of Business in Indianapolis, or uh-huh. at IUPUI. Yeah. Um, and up till then, I had always played basketball a couple times a week at the university. But okay. athlete. Yes. <laughs> and so I enjoyed, you know, the physical exercise. It definitely, during the middle of the day, helps relieve your mind and yeah. freshen your mind and all that, that big stuff. big endorphin release, right? Yes, yes. Um, but unfortunately, at that campus, they really didn't have that culture, didn't have a place to play. And a friend of mine suggested that I should start running. Okay. And so I went out like on a Thursday night and I ran a mile. And I was like, okay, that feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he said, well, I'm signed up for this Indianapolis uh, half marathon in I think eight weeks. Um, and so I said, okay, I'll sign up too. And so wow. in that next eight weeks, I just kept running and wow. got to it. And <laughs> Um, and of course though, because I went too fast, too soon, mm-hmm. too hard, I had to make a trip to, uh, a physical therapist at some point, I think for an ankle injury at yeah, that point. Um, okay. yes. <laughs> um, and so, um, yes, yeah, so that was the start of my, my running was that first half marathon. And after doing one, you got, you're, addicted, huh? you got addicted, right? You got excited. You're like, yeah. wow, I want to beat this time and I can beat this time. I want to run faster. And so, yeah. um, and so then I, I think I did a couple more half marathons, but then I said, well, I should do a, a full marathon. So, yeah. so then I signed up for a full marathon, finished that. And once you do a full marathon, then you, Uh-oh. I think a lot of people's goal is then if you running fast is you want to qualify for Boston. And yeah. So, that's um, kind of the, the pinnacle, right? Yes. And so before we, <clears throat> before we get into that, what kind of a leap was it to go from half marathon to full marathon? Yeah. Um, I think it's, just uh, increasing the the mileage. And so okay. I think the time <clears throat> frame that I used was probably 16 weeks, maybe 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. So the time frame was probably the same that I trained to get ready for it. Mm-hmm. But you just, uh, the mileage is probably on the weekends is maybe double than what you would before. So instead of running um, four, six, eight, ten, and then the race, I mean, that was one way you could do it. You ran eight, 10, 12, 16, yeah. 20 and then we're able to race or something like that sure that just like makes me hurt i will never relate to runners <laughs> <laughs> so when you talk about um you know being a new runner and you said you went too fast too early would that be like your best piece of advice to new runners is pace yourself maybe a bit more yes most definitely i think that's what they say uh too hard too fast too soon uh i think those are uh, there might be another one. I forget what yeah. it is exactly, <laughs> but good. but yeah, yes, definitely. Pace yourself. You know, set. You want to give yourself plenty of time before your event to, uh, and then work your way up slowly. They say ten percent uh, increase in mileage each week. Right, is kind of the rule of thumb. I think that's a good motto in life. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned uh, when you were talking about what brought you most recently to the office here is, is you kind of knew something wasn't right when you were, you know, pushing the the golf cart. Right. Yep. Um, But I'm sure with training and running, you've had lots of off and on aches and pains and soreness and whatnot. Yes. From your experience, what's the difference in, Hey, I need some help for this problem versus this is training soreness. Yeah. uh, The, the um, longevity of it, like it not going away. Yeah. And so I definitely have had some, like you'll experience a little bit of knee pain maybe, or yeah. maybe you'll experience some calf pain right. or something. And, and so if it goes away, usually, you know, with a little bit of rest, it might go away yeah. or with stretching. And so yeah. I think stretching, if I notice something, then I'm like, okay, I didn't stretch enough right. on this particular muscle. And so I need to do some more of that. Yeah. And so usually it will go away. And so, so the times where I've had to visit uh, a physical therapist has always been 
that it just doesn't go away. Yeah. How did you find Oxford? Have you just yeah. always been around? Or I think, um, I think, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know the answer. So this was my first visit here was I think in 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just wanted to do. I wanted someplace in town because since I work here in Oxford, mm-hmm. yeah, um, where I can just go either at lunch kind of time okay. or in the afternoon or somewhere where it was kind of convenient where um, close to my work, yeah, I guess. There I you know. go. And, and as a patient, like what does it mean, direct access mean to you in terms of being able just to come right into a physical therapist when convenient. you have an issue yep. like this? Yeah, I, th- I think that was huge. I think um, just knowing that I could, not t- nothing wrong with a family physician, but sure. it seems like a lot of times when I would go there, he would just, look at it and then he would send me to a physical therapist right. and so why right. it saves me time and effort yeah um, when i can go directly to here and, I, and i've had such a great experience that yeah most of it's fantastic wow. and you mentioned um you know coming into um you thought oh i have this achilles tendon problem yes and when you met with a therapist they came up with a different you know mm-hmm. diagnosis and, and plan yep and um you know talk a little bit about that you know because Dr. Google is out there. You <laughs> right. <know? laughs> yeah, that's so true. Everybody comes in with uh, what their idea of the problem is. And yeah. Sometimes we have conversations with them about maybe maybe we need to look here or there. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't need to search Google to find out that my uh, my Achilles was was sure. sore. But um, <laughs> sure. it was telling you itself. Right. It was telling me itself. But um, but yeah, coming in, she the i think it was laura it was uh-huh. laura or elise i forget i think it was one of those two Shout out. um yes that's right <laughs> i think they uh i was just um in awe of just them how they kind of identified it and were able to as she was kind of working her way up the muscle like she said okay i can feel right there and when she would say i feel right there there's something going on yeah like, that was when i was also feeling the pain so i was just in all that somebody Coincided. could actually do kind of feel that from kind of yeah, working yeah. their way up the Just muscles. So takes an extra set of eyes. Yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned to, uh, to us earlier that, you know, you had this soreness waited. Yes. And I think you said you waited. Yes. And then I think you said you waited eight weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Is there anything in hindsight you wish you'd have done differently in that process? I mean, maybe yeah. you lost some time running. Yeah. I think, uh, I think probably just coming a little bit earlier, and so yeah. not waiting until. Um, until or I wrote, running through it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, at first I started just running through it. So I think I ran for about two weeks, sporadically after that first I felt that sensation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I probably could have came probably two weeks earlier, which would have been fantastic because that would have gave me some more time train. to yeah. train. Yep. Yes. Well, I think so. A couple things that I I think in my history I've seen is that. Um, you know, three weeks is a really good general rule of thumb. Okay. Our body has normal phases of healing. Okay. And so we're going to go through those phases in 21 days. Okay. So if you haven't got to the end of that 21-day cycle and gotten better, yeah, you probably need a little professional help. Okay. So I always tell patients that's a great general rule of thumb. Yeah, I like that. And then I think that runners inherently feel like they're going to come in and we're going to tell them to stop running. Yes, you know? I think that is a fear for and sure. I think that's a big fear. Yeah. And um, – do you remember if, with with your interaction here? I mean, were you told to stop running, or was it more counseling about run this way, you avoid this type of running, or yeah. et cetera? Yeah, that was one of the most interesting things when I came. Is they would start me off on a treadmill and running for ten minutes, and I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's <a> <laughs> directly the opposite of what I thought was going to happen here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but 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 I think that was great to be able to show me that yeah, you can still run. It's right. and it's not 
the Achilles that's really bothering you. It's right. these other muscles we need to strengthen. Right. And we were just warming up with that. And so, um, so yeah, I was, I really enjoyed that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I'm, I'm glad you highlighted that because I think there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, that are hesitant to seek care because they're like, right. as soon as I go in, they're going to tell me to stop doing X, Y, or Z. Yeah. yeah. And often we can really give great advice and, and expertise and how the, you might be able to do that activity that you love. And in this case, we're talking about running, but let's say it's gardening or let's say it's, oh, yeah. you know, weightlifting or whatever the case may be sure. with a few tweaks of just how you might be able to do a little differently and protect that injury until it is better. Yeah. So I think that's an, an important part. A lot of patients miss out on, um, tell us about dry needling. You mentioned that you had some yeah. dry needling in each session and we've talked about it and our listeners have heard about it, but I think it's always great to get a patient perspective. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had no idea what to think at first, but I think that just the idea of the the needle being able to go a lot deeper than just a simple like mm-hmm. a massage or rubbing it with with, with whatever the ball is, or whatever that they sure. use, um, and and being able then to just kind of prompt that muscle to heal itself mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just seemed fantastic to me, and I I, I gotta believe that. It, was that your first? Time yeah, it was the first time I ever had that done. Yeah, yeah, and. and so, response time before like can you remember back your first needling session was it an aha moment like oh wow that really helped uh the first time or was it more i'm a little sore after the first time and then you started to get better or yeah i i if i recall correctly i think i actually felt like more of a relief like almost when first hat when they first put them in that happens quite a lot um yeah and then, but it was definitely sore for the next couple of days, I would say. And it's a different kind of soreness, I think, yeah. uh, for someone who's been athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, you might think, oh, I've experienced, I've worked out hard, I've ran hard, oh, I've yeah. done X, Y, Z hard, yeah. or stretched a lot or anything. But sure. I think needling is a unique, yeah. um, not necessarily pain or, or a bad feeling, but yeah. it's just like the muscle reacts differently, which to me, because I've experienced it, um, tells you that therapeutically it's doing something different that you can't mimic with yeah other strengthening or stretching or whatever because the feeling is so different yeah i agree i completely agree yeah matt likes to make fun of me because i had to get my thumb needled and i think we've actually talked about this a couple of times because my cell phone is so big and heavy and i text a lot Uh but that's my job so So let's get into the most important thing here because yes. yeah. you know really you were training yes for this crown jewel marathon yes so tell our listeners what were you able to accomplish yeah so um so in 2019 at the indianapolis the monumental marathon i was able to uh, qualify at about three and a half minutes under my qualifying time wow. uh-huh. and so at to run at boston not only do you have to hit your qualifying time but you also need to go below because so many people hit their qualifying time that they ratchet it down. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so I was feeling really good in November of 2019 and then 2020, they didn't hold the race because of the the pandemic Sure, and we could apply in April of 2021 this year. And so I applied and I wasn't really sure what to expect because they reduced the field by I think 9,000 to 10,000 people. Yeah. Um, but they reduced, you had to beat your time by seven and a half minutes (gasps) Wow. And so I That's was a big step. It's forward. a big step. Yes. That's and so, huge. so, um, so at that point they just gave us the option to run a virtual Boston. Okay. And so I said, sure, I'll just do that. And yeah. they, they would send you a big package and a, a bunch of stuff to make it fun for you. Yeah. Um, and so I signed up to do that. And really when I came here, that's all they knew was that I was going to be running this virtual Boston uh-huh. marathon. Okay. But then, um, so on August 17th, I got an email from 
Boston Marathon, people saying, hey, we have some open spots, and you can run if you want to. What was that like? Like, come. And so, was that like Christmas morning? Right, I mean, exactly. I was like, is this ago. real? Yeah. <laughs> and the the problem with it somewhat was is, is because I had taken so much time off. Yeah. I hadn't really in the – so my physical therapy, my last session for physical therapy was 8 13th, so August 13th. So I was like four days removed from the last physical therapy session. Yeah. Um, and so I had eight weeks to prepare. Wow. But I said, sure, I want to do it, definitely. Yeah. And so I signed up. So I was able to sign up to do it. And then, so one thing I wouldn't recommend is, but I went from really from zero to, to running 26 in eight weeks, which is yeah. too short of a time. Yeah. yeah. But I think unique with unique circumstances. Unique circumstances. <laughs> and I yeah. think with the exercises that, that they helped me with here, sure, allowed me um, to do that. And so. And it's a good thing you didn't, let's say, you know, back to a traditional medical model, let's say on the day you said, I'm going to get some help instead of coming to direct access, let's say you called, get a physician visit, maybe some testing. Um, that takes a couple of days. Then maybe you call, make an appointment that takes a couple of days. Yeah. Let's say that's pushed back a week or two. Yeah. You know, that might've meant the difference in being able to do the marathon and not. That's a great point. And I think that's really what direct access can offer is that immediate access. So, mm-hmm. well, take us through like the whole experience. I mean, you know, what what was it like getting to Boston? What was it like at the starting line? Yeah, wow. just getting that email sounds so exhilarating. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was just a fantastic experience. The city was so excited as the, yeah. their big event. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people there running around with their Boston Marathon jackets and yeah. um, being able to to um to go to the expo and they have a whole big thing downtown where everything is at yeah um, and just i mean just the city was alive the yeah. people in the hotels are nice to you because you're there for that and the people yeah. in the restaurants are happy to see you especially in, in this kind of time that sure. we're in yeah, yeah um the people in the city just the people you see on this on the their subway their c train or whatever it was um they're all excited to see you uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> like this guy took a picture with me on the way to the to the to the marathon on the first day or on the way down to the marathon to catch the shuttle bus. Cause you catch a shuttle bus okay, and they take you 26 miles out. And what's different about Boston marathon is you run from 26 miles out in yeah. 26 miles into the yeah. city. Yeah. Um, and so, so that was an interesting experience. The guy wanted to take his picture with me, who obviously is not a professional runner and not in any kind of contention, but well, I but you're fun. a celebrity. I, right. I think, yeah. On that day you were definitely in a professional event. That's yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. Big. That is true. That so did true. you take anyone with you? Did you yes. on? Yes. And so, and that was a, a great part of the, the whole deal was my wife went, um, then my mom and dad went. Awesome. And then my um, father-in-law went with I'm us. And so, fantastic. yeah, we had a, we went in, we uh, flew in on Saturday. So we got to spend Saturday night eating some good food. Yeah. Um, you know, hang out in Boston and yeah. Sunday, you go, you pick up your bib and then we took a trolley tour throughout the city. Yeah. And then you run on Monday. So the race is on Monday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were at our hotel was at mile 24 and pretty much you walk out the front of the hotel. You could, um, get to the, the, the race course, mm-hmm. um, be right there. And so, um, so you when you pass your hotel, you're like, okay, I only got a that's couple more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it gave me something to shoot for. So yes. at mile 24, I knew my family was waiting for me to, to say hi. That's where my on. cheering they, section was. They, all yes. they had to do was w- wake up and walk out. The yes. They didn't even have <laughs> Yes. Um, so, so, so folks say that, uh, you know, Cincinnati, the flying pig, which is coming up Sunday okay, is, cool. is a really hard course with yes. hills and whatnot. Yes. What was the terrain in Boston like? Yes. And so Boston is different than any other race as well, because it does go out and come in. It's downhill. I think 
600 to 800 feet from the start to the finish. Okay. And so you're running downhill most of the time. Yeah. How do you um, do with that? And so that, that definitely was, um, caused me some, some issues in my, yeah. not anterior pain, but yeah, my, yeah. uh, where my, where those muscles and ligaments connect sure. into the knee at, at your quads. Yeah. Like for, I was sore than I ever had been after a, well, imagine a marathon. going down steps for 26 miles, basically, you know, it's like using a lot of force to slow yourself, control. Your yeah, yeah. 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 And you're not used to in Cincinnati running. We're not going to have that <laughs> no. too no. much. No, it's um, an equal uphill downhill. That's for <laughs> yes, sure. Yes. 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 And so, um, so yeah, there is, there's a heartbreak hill. There's a series of four hills at like mile 18, I think 18 okay. to 20, somewhere around there. Heartbreak um, so hill. you're running down the whole time and then you have and to hit you these four hills. Yeah. And so was that um, was that for you the toughest point of the marathon or was there one point where you thought, man, this is this is really hard? Or? Yeah, um, no, I, I felt great at Heartbreak Hill. I pull out my phone. I took a video as I was running what? saying Heartbreak nice. Hill what and doing <laughs> fantastic. Awesome. Yes. Um, but then mile 23 is when my caught up to you caught up to me. Yes. And so and it's something I never had experience before in a marathon either is, is starting to get some cramps in my left hamstring. Okay. And so I think that was probably from the downhill running yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and so I've never, yeah. So I just had to, I'd walk through the, 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 the liquid stations Yep. and then as long I think I finally identified it as being the downhill because then when I started running, I'd start running again on the uphill feel good and was fine. And yeah. so, um, so were you happy with your time and, and how it went for you? Yeah. You so finished? no problems with that, um, calf and Achilles. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. No problem with the calf and Achilles. Never. That. that was not an issue even after the race. Uh-huh. Um, marathon. yeah, time was, it was my third fastest marathon. The other wow. two faster were when I was, was trying to qualify for Boston. Okay. Um, so, I mean, based on eight weeks of, of training, that's fantastic. I mean, it was, yeah. I had absolutely, I was kind of nervous as going through the race cause I was like, man, I'm going way too fast. I mean, yeah. I, in the back of my mind, I had a, a number that I thought I potentially could hit. Yeah. And I came really close to that number. That's um, awesome. But, um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Do you feel super accomplished? I, yeah, I, I think the run was more of a, like, to me, it was like more of a celebration run. Okay. Uh-huh. Just the accomplishment there, was, I think maybe in 2019 is, is when you actually qualify for the race. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think that was, but yeah, obviously that was just so much fun the crowds are great mile 13 there's this wellesley college and all the students are out screaming they call it the scream tunnel you can start hearing them from like maybe a half mile out you just hear this roar of students and that's cool and so that's fun and then when you get downtown so so i did i had to walk that time at mile 23 but then you know my family's at 24 so of course i got to run through that yeah Yeah. and then uh and then by then you know you get downtown everybody's there they're cheering on you You feel nothing at that point because the crowds are going crazy and you're right there and it's just it's just fantastic event so much fun experience even though it is still running yeah (laughs) it's still running yes (laughs) you make it sound good yeah it was fun (laughs) That's awesome. So do you have anything on the horizon for your next event or what are you training for? Now? Yeah, that, um, so I took, and so, we, uh, so I took, I didn't run for one week. Um, and I ran a couple miles just as a recovery. Say, yeah. Donuts, yeah. Pizza. <laughs> but then as I was reading and I thought, I read an article about what the marathon does to your body. So I thought, you know what, maybe we should take off a little bit more time. Yeah. I'm um, just in case there's something underlying that I'm, I'm not yeah. feeling that maybe right. there's a problem. So, yeah. so I started today as you know, so now we're two weeks and a couple of days and I'll start training again. I don't have any races. I think my next race, um, I might try to do some like five K's and 10 K's, some shorter miles yeah. where I can yeah. run a little bit faster and have sure. a little bit of fun. Yeah. Not train as, as much those yeah. weekend runs. 
They when get you're you. running 20 miles, you, you run it, and then the rest of the day you feel not so great, and your family's <laughs> like, hey, let's sure. go do something. And you're yeah. like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. So you mentioned you were uh, the original injury happened pushing a golf cart around. Is yes. that is that a hobby you'll you'll go back to and do routinely with your son or? Yeah, most definitely. So okay, I love playing golf with awesome. with him. I just need to probably make sure I stretch and do Different some group other of muscles, exercises. right? <laughs> yes, yes, and then avoid those hills. Yeah, or, or hit them at angles or something. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, Matt, uh, any other words of wisdom for our listeners out there? Anybody who might be wary about starting physical therapy is there any words of wisdom you want oh i i i would start physical therapy in a heartbeat and so if i had a muscle issue or something like that i think definitely that's where i would i think that's where a doctor tell you to start in the first place but i think that's where i complete every time i've ever had an issue i've always uh, gone to a physical therapist and they've given me a bunch of exercises to help me And so I definitely would recommend that. Well, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your candid story and congratulations again. Thank you. It's just an awesome accomplishment and we're real happy for you. Thank you very much. And this is a huge shout out to Laura and Lisa at Oxford. That's right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!